The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. You ever get stuck someplace for a very, very long time? <laughs> Couldn't get out of it? Not like that lady did, I haven't. <laughs> There's a woman in uh, Manhattan, and, and Jedville, let us know. Have you ever been stuck in an elevator? Check this out. She was like in her 50s. Uh, the latest update, she's in her 50s. She was stuck for three days and nights in the private elevator of a Manhattan townhouse that was updated this afternoon, owned by a billionaire investment banker. She had to be rescued. She worked for the family of the banker as well as a housekeeping and she was a housekeeper as well. She was in stable condition. Um, they think that she was in there that after the elevator stalled between the second and third floors on this five-story property. Names not been released. She'd been in there since Friday while the owners were away on uh, on the weekend. So it's bizarre. It sounds like she didn't have a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> that might that might be the oddest part of the story. That she didn't have a salad. Yeah, but or yeah. So yeah, they they couldn't figure out how this all went down. But yeah, she had to go in and be rescued. And the elevator was inspected in July. Yeah. No violations filed. It was in working order, but for whatever reason, just got stuck. And again, they're being sort of vague yeah. over the weekend because until she recovers, they're not 100% sure exactly well, when think, she got stuck. And I think the billionaire owner probably is like, oh, don't tell people when I'm away from my <laughs> yeah. fancy place. <laughs> I've never been stuck in an elevator. I have. There used to be a office complex I worked in in Calgary. The elevator routinely got stuck. Yeah. We often looked forward to it. When they switched the rules, and this has got to be more than 25 years ago, um, that you could no longer smoke in the office, and, but you had to go downstairs, we would, the smokers would all go at the same time. Mm-hmm. And to be perfectly honest with you, we'd often jump up and down in the elevator as it was going down with the hopes it would get stuck. Not that we could smoke in the elevator, but, you know, nothing wrong with getting an hour off work. But to stay the weekend, no one had that in their bucket list. Well, that, imagine that, being being stuck in there with a bunch of co-workers for three days. Well, it depends probably, on who the co-workers are, And probably run out of smokes, too, so that wouldn't be so good. <laughs> There's but no yeah, elevator big no, enough. thank you. Yeah, depending on who the co-workers are. I haven't been stuck... I haven't been stuck, like, trapped in a car or... You know, stuck on the side, knock on wood. Like there's just there's um, as I'm trying to reel through the the brain here, trying to tr- trying to remember anything. Been stuck on the tarmac a few times. Yeah, not on not this particular plane. trip. No, I think we were good on this one. Speaking of uh, the future, were we speaking of the future? Not really. Uh, well, let's just say that we were. So do you know there was a story? I think you and I did just before we left about the city of Edmonton um, looking into. Uh, e-scooters. Do you remember this story? Yeah. So it well, was and the bicycles. Yeah, yeah, bicycles, e-scooters, and the idea was, and the city approved it. The idea was that if you want people to stop driving downtown, that you have to give them options, oh. and LRT and bus are not the only options. Many people who are staying downtown at hotels would like to be able to just hop, hop on a on bus a and and or hop on a bike. Yeah, and you and I spoke of it at the time, and I said, oh, yeah. there was a resort I stayed at that had yeah. bikes, and we loved it. We just grabbed them anytime, and. Council has voted in favor of pursuing an exemption from the province because electrical scooters would require the city to amend bylaws and request that exemption from the province to allow for the inclusion of electric scooters in the city of Edmonton's shared active transportation system. So in other words, even though it would be private people 
running these companies, um, that it would have to be part of a transportation plan for the city. Mm-hmm. Right? So there's nothing further on that story, and although it's expected to happen in this summer, that they'll be, you know, what do they call those trial projects, and you'll probably be able to hop a scooter. But I th- saw this other story, and I thought of that. I thought, you know what? If you're going to hop a scooter this summer in Edmonton, uh, a word to the wise, uh, don't commit a crime. So there was a guy down in Austin, Texas, where apparently electronic or e-scooters are quite popular. Mm. And you got to see these things. You know, you remember, uh, I don't even know what they're called, but you know those things where you you sort of push with one foot and yep. that's what these e-scooters look like. Okay. Like They're not little bicycles. They're, they're literally these tiny little things. Uh, this guy in Austin, Texas, apparently went into a bank and robbed it and then ran outside and his getaway vehicle was an e-scooter and he left on the i mean witnesses saw him leave on the e-scooter so i perhaps should have said this this is how an e-scooter works you might wonder how they charge you you get an account like you do with anything else you have an app on your phone right and it has your credit card uh, number and it has your name and your address and all your pertinent information so you simply have to uh you know use your app and uh, you get charged on your credit card so when the guy left on his e-scooter and the bank employee saw that, they just told police, well, whoever was on the e- whoever rented an e-scooter that just mm-hmm. left the bank. Mm-hmm. So police uh, issued a, uh, a warrant to look at the data for, it took about an hour, and they found him. He's a 19-year-old, uh, been arrested for armed robbery. His getaway vehicle was an e-scooter? What are you thinking? And you know what? Aside from the fact that they can absolutely track you, not only to your name, address, your credit card information, but where the scooter is. I mean, it's it's got a GPS. Anyway, all of that aside, that's the worst getaway vehicle ever. Like, what vehicle can't outrun an e-scooter? He might as well have run. Well, some of us can't run that fast. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. It depends <laughs> on your level of physical fitness, but still. Hmm. Yeah, so there is that, yeah. Well, it's the, it's the dumb... Uh, it's the dumb, um... dumb criminal? That's right. Fine. It wasn't a person from Florida either, which is... Uh, Florida man. Yeah, a Florida man, a Florida woman. Um, and, and here's another story. Well, actually, that's a pretty big story. I don't know that we have yep, time to... just said, well, we were stuck on a plane a few times, yep. Yeah, I've been stuck on the tarmac. The last, uh, was it the last listener trip? Not this past one, the one before, we were stuck on the tarmac for hours, or was that my family vacation? Uh, no, that was... Um, oh, it was, yeah, it was Sunwing, and it was a family vacation. It was one of our very first trips, because Carol... Oh, that was we the weren't there for a very one. long... Yeah, we right. weren't on there, it, we weren't there for about an hour. Coach and I were stuck for about three, three and a half hours, yeah. icing. It was a family vacation, Sunwing, we had taken, Mm. uh, Mexico, I'm assuming. And apparently, I say apparently because we were stuck in the runway for four hours in Edmonton. I say apparently only because I got on the plane and fell asleep. And I woke up. And we were halfway there and then looked at my clock, my watch and thought something had gone wrong with my yeah. watch. But I, I missed all of it. How about this one, kids? Don't do this at home ever, ever, ever. There was a, a flight taking off in France last week and it mm. was... Um, it had to be diverted because of a bomb threat. How terrifying would that be? Mm-hmm. So this is on uh, January 18th. This flight uh, was going from, you know, two different cities 
looks like in uh, in France, and they had received an anonymous call that suggested a bomb could be on the plane. So the pilots returned to Lyon, uh, but no bomb was found. They did an investigation, and it was a 23-year-old college student who was living in the, um, the city where this plane was going to. Yep. And you know why he did it? Yeah. You know why he did it? He didn't want his folks to come visit him. His parents were on that plane. And my question is, how did he get into college? How, how are you that stupid and you got into college? They traced the call. They arrested him. He's charged with um, false news compromising the safety of an air cli- uh, aircraft in flight in, uh, in court on May 21st. That's not... Uh, you don't. Don't do that stuff, huh? Well, it appears as though there's a theme developing here, so I might as well continue <laughs> with it. Uh, and I'm, I'm sort of paging through. I apologize if you can hear me rustling papers in the background, but I'm trying to find... The theme would be, I suppose, dumb criminals, because there was a uh, somebody in Moncton uh, who made off with a huge money theft and will undoubtedly, have not yet, but will undoubtedly get caught quite quickly, and here's why. So apparently... Um, there's a tour, or, or sorry, I, there, I shouldn't say there's a tour because it was on tour, but it's not anymore. There's a coin shop in Moncton, New Brunswick, that had on display a considerable number of one and two dollar bills. And the reason they have them on display is because they're collector's items, because of course we don't use one or two dollar bills anymore. Mm-hmm. So they got all these ones and two dollar bills on display. Somebody breaks into the shop and steals them. Uh, here's the quandary. Apparently, even though Canada has replaced its $1 and $2 bills with loonies and toonies, um, they're still legal tender. So you can actually use them. So if they're in circulation, um, you could spend them, and then when the business gives them to the bank, the bank takes them out of circulation. By now, it's so rare that it never happens. Like, when was the last time you found a $1 bill or a $2 bill? But apparently, so somebody breaks in, steals the bills, and have now attempted several times to use them. And news of the break-in had not circulated around New Brunswick when this happened. So people were just kind of like, oh, wow, that's different, and didn't accept the bills. Like, they've not successfully spent the money anywhere, but several businesses, once upon hearing the story that this coin shop got robbed, have now said, oh, somebody came in and tried. So there's security video all over the place of these two idiots trying to... You know, I'm just, I'm so satisfied to know that many criminals are this stupid. Yeah. If you're going to steal something and try and pass, it has to be, like, don't take the rarest of all items. <laughs> the the easiest to spot, a, like, $100, you know, Ford. with the Maltese Falcon. Right, like the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, perhaps this Hope Diamond will cover my <laughs> Uber tonight. Um it's one thing that these $100 bills from time to time circulate and people are like, oh, you got to be really careful and you got to test them and hold them up to the light and this and that. And there's even when you do it, you're like, I'm not sure if that's a counterfeit $100 bill or not. But if it's a dollar or $2 bill, that pretty stand, pretty much stands out, doesn't it? You know, I have uh, in our, what do you call them at the bank? The lockbox? What do you call those things at the bank? Safety deposit boxes. Safety deposit yeah. box. I have, uh, I have a series of uh, old coins and um, $1 bills and two dollar bills that are actually in order too they've never been used they've been kept in a in a oh the perfect well don't condition. spend them in the next 48 hours because no, people no, are no, looking no. for you but they're all serial like they're serial number oh, yeah. one two so they're in, in a running serial uh thing so i need to take them to a, a money 
expert coin dollar see guy what they're worth? to see if they're worth. Or you know, wait like, ten years and they'll be worth more. Or worth and see if they're worth like two fifty each instead of two. So, so. I'm going to point this out, and you draw your own conclusions. Yeah. A 19 year old robs a bank mm-hmm. and escapes on an e scooter. Yeah. Uh, some young individuals who don't know their age breaks into a coin shop and mm. steals one and two dollar bills and attempts to pass them mm. off as currency. Again, draw your own conclusions. Read a story today that for the first time ever, millennials outnumber baby boomers. <laughs> I don't know if those stories are related in any way. I don't know if you can draw any kind of conclusion there. But that is true that it, for the first time ever, there's more millennials out there than there is us baby boomers. And criminals seem to be getting dumber. I don't know if any of those things, is that all one story? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> I don't know. There, there was a story last week or the week before, and I oh, don't yeah. know where. Oh, and 23-year-old calls in bomb hoax yeah, on airplane. Yeah, um, About a fellow when he was a kid found a very rare, well, you can't quantify rare. He found a rare um, coin, and he kept it, and it's now worth, they're saying it could be worth, like, hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars. I, I know there's listeners that will know what coin we're talking yeah. about. I saw that story too. Was, we didn't uh, get to it. But it was like a, a nickel, I think. And it was at, uh, I think it was minted during the war and that it, they used silver or something like that. Something and, different with it. Right. And they had stopped doing that. Yeah. But there was a yeah. small run where yeah. they had used, uh, you know, real yeah. silver, something along those lines. And many people I know had said, I looked at the comments on the story, many people had said, oh, the whole time I was growing up, my dad would always say, look for this, This, Yeah. right? Um, But I guess this kid, when he was a kid, found it in his lunch money. And held on to it. And held on to it, and then it was worth some ridiculous amount of money. One of our listeners um, gave me a book one day on uh, the, from the Mint that you can go through and take a look at if you have old coins at home and, and look up all the different old coins and, and bills to see what they potentially could be worth. Mm-hmm. Because there's, you know, some of the whoopsies on some of the bills yeah. and, you know, all that. And it was fascinating. I spent hours one night looking at, at some of these things. But I'm always afraid to take this to, I see these, you know, the, the coin shows that come in into town i don't want to get like who who do you know who do you take that stuff to i don't want to do the fly by night people that come no, in no. and then take off again so i know there's a coin place over in lendrum that i might think about doing it but well it's funny because i i don't know a lot i know a little bit about um, sports memorabilia yeah. and its value right but back in the 60s my dad was with the manitoba development fund and he commissioned an artist to do some uh, watercolor paintings, or, or sorry, to do some oil paintings that were going to hang somewhere. Okay. And what the individual did was he did them in watercolor first to show them mm-hmm. and say, okay, so this is what the painting would look like. And he said, yeah, go ahead. And he ordered them. But he kept the watercolor paintings, right? And my mom loved them, so she had them framed. And then over the years, and they were signed, over the years, they hung in our living room, like for years upon years, and somebody had come in and looked at them and said, this is in Charlottetown, we know who that is, and they knew the artist, and that's a member of the group of seven. Oh, gee. So, and I asked my dad, or, or you know, my mom asked, and she was like, oh, it might have been, like, we, you know, my dad was like me, I don't know, could have been. And so we took them to an art dealer in Charlottetown who said, yes, that's, like, hold yeah. on to these, preserve them, whatever. And then my mom gave me the paintings, and I held on to them for years 
and they were in our basement. And I will admit that some got slightly water damaged mm. and uh, sun exposure or whatever. And I then in Edmonton, probably what, 35 years later, took them to an art dealer kind of place, an art store. And the guy told me, nope. <laughs> yeah, I was just new. Fooled. Yeah, I was like, what are you talking about? Sorry. Like, I have literally moved these from house to house for, like, the better part of 35 years. Oh, you thought you were uh, sitting on your retirement. That's what I thought. Like, I rushed to my computer to cancel the email. <laughs> I took the for sale sign off my front lawn. I phoned Sid and said oh, I was kidding. I mean, there Sid, was just... Sid, I'm not uh, quitting again. I don't know if I should get a second opinion. I don't know what I should do now. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.